You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Withstand in an evil day is the title of this devotion. Not just stand, but withstand. Stand against. Nope, we're not bound for this. It's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, when the sound of many instruments and music was played, everybody, everybody had to bow before the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. It was his image set up in the plain of Durham, I think it's called there in in what today would be Iraq, Iran, Iraq area, I think. And 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 they have to bow, and everybody would bow. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego withstood in the evil day, and it was an evil day because there was the threat that if you didn't bow, you would be cast in the fiery furnace. And I find this so phenomenal how the Holy Spirit was so with these three men because when they were cast into the fire, Nebuchadnezzar saw the Lord walking with them in the midst of the fire. And he called them to come out and they came out and they didn't even have the smell of fire on them. And they were completely unharmed And you see how great our God is in able to keep us in an evil day in this. And I'm not saying that we should have an arrogant boastfulness by which we submit ourselves to difficulties. No, I'm talking about the true spirit of Christ in us that stands and withstands in an evil, evil day. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were kept by the power of God unto salvation because they withstood the evil of their day and they could not and would not bow for it and were ready to burn if that was the choice. Either bow or burn, they rather burned than bowed. And that is what God needs in us today. He needs in us such a spirit of holiness, such a spirit of consecration, dedication, that we will no longer bow. We will no longer bow for the lusts of our own flesh. We will no longer bow for the temper tantrums of our own flesh. We will no longer bow for the shopping addictions of our own flesh or whatever it is that entices us to to ruin and to to harm and hardship, we will not bow. And I'm not saying shopping is evil, but if that's what you're addicted to, it has become evil and, uh, and, and so forth. So here I want to read to you from Ephesians chapter 6, please. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand 
in the evil day, having done all to stand. There is without contradiction throughout scriptures that you see the devil rising up to come against. And he hides himself usually behind all kinds of situations, but the situation is not the issue, it's the demonic influence, the forces of darkness, the oppression, the torment, the heaviness. The, 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 the feeling of despair. It's not just that you are going through some challenges. The devil's using those to try to destroy you. And the Lord would give you such an inward disposition that you are able to withstand, where if you didn't have his divine enabling, you couldn't withstand it. You'd stumble, you'd fall, you'd break, you submit to it, you, you just fail, you can't stand against it. So, let me take you to John chapter 13, and I'll show you the evil day rising up against. Here is John 13, and it says in verse 2 of that book, Supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, right? So the devil had put the thought into the heart of Judas to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, right? And then when supper had ended, Peter said to John, who was sitting right next to Jesus, Ask the master, who is the one who will betray him? And Jesus said, with whom I have dipped the bread in the bitter herbs. And he gave it to Judas. Look at, it says here in verse, um, yeah, verse 26 of the chapter 13 of John. And Jesus answered, It is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Satan had given him the thought, but was not living in him until you can see that he insisted on going that way. You know, it is really something that the devil can come against you and tries to snare you by continually harassing you with thoughts that you know are wrong, that you know are not right. And you keep casting down those thoughts, those imaginations. You keep saying, no, that's, oh, I won't do that. If he comes to you as a husband with the thoughts of lust for another woman, you go, you, you, no, get off of me, get off of me. I love my wife and my children, my household, and I fear God. I will not, no, no, I love God, no. And you cast down the thought, cast down the thought, and it becomes obvious that the devil has no claim on you. He has no power over you. He has nothing in you that belongs to him. And you have to be wise in your familiarity with people. And you can't be too familiar, but you cut it down. No, well, the devil never gains ascendancy. He never gains a claim on you. But if you entertain the thought, if you begin to pursue the thought, if you begin to let it guide you, then you're saying to the devil, okay, I'll follow you. Come on in. Take over. And that's what happened with Judas. 
He entertained the thought. He followed. He entered into the evil day. He followed. It's like you're laying in bed and you can't sleep, you sleep, and you have these thoughts to go and, and, and do something. And you in your heart know, Ooh, no, 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 no. Or you get out of bed, you put on your clothes, you go do it, and you entered the dark day, you entered the evil day, and you gave it, you gave it power over you by responding to it, by acting upon it, by talking about it, by being busy with it. No, cut it off, kill it, cut it off. Don't give it a split second, don't give it a thought, don't even mention it, don't ever go there. Give it nothing, give it no power. Don't talk about it, give it no power. Cast down every imagination that's evil, that comes against what you know is right in God's sight, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And take those thoughts captive by the power of God and His promises and His word and pull them down out of your heart and mind and say, no, I will not serve darkness, I will not serve Satan. And Judas had entertained the thought pursued it, went over to go see Caiaphas. How much would you give me if I would deliver Jesus to you? That's what he did. What started that? He had a lust for money. He stole the money that people would give to support Jesus in his ministry. He would stole it because he had charge of the money box, it says. They had a money box. And he would take money for himself out of it. So he had a love of money, he had a greed for money. And then when the woman came and anointed Jesus' head by pouring expensive perfume, that perfume was a year's wages, 365 denaries. That was a lot of money in those days. And he got offended that that money was wasted on Jesus. But it wasn't, and he said that money could have, that could have been sold, that perfume and the money given to the poor. And he wasn't considering the poor. He was wanting to steal it for himself. It offended him that it was given to Jesus because that mean, meant he couldn't have it. I mean, folks, come on. Judas went down that slippery slope that Psalm 73 talks about, that David almost fell down when he saw the prosperity of those who did not fear and honor God. And he almost slipped on that road and Judas went down that slippery slope for the lust of money, for the lust of self, for the lust of the world. And that's what gave the devil access to him, to give him a thought. And he pursued that thought after that woman had poured that anointing on Jesus' head and Jesus said, leave her alone, don't criticize her. She has anointed me for burial. To think about that, that beautiful perfume went through all of his suffering right into his death. My, my, my. And here, when Jesus gave the piece of bread, he said to Judas, listen now, he says, um, what you do, do it quickly. John 13, verse 27. But no one at the table knew for what reason he had said this to Judas. Right? The devil had gone into him and he was now going to betray him. So some thought that because Judas had the money box that Jesus had said to him, buy those things we need for the feast or that you should give some things to the poor. Having received the piece of bread, he then went out immediately and it was night, in the dark night. Now, 
here comes point number one. How to withstand in an evil day. Number one. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified. And God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. In other words, Jesus said, Now I'm going to see the glory of God because God is going to be glorified in me. And when God is glorified in me by what he accomplishes in me and through me, he will grant me to share his glory. I'm going to see his glory in my life. I think the first spirit that enables you, the first thought that enables you to withstand in an evil days, to dine be the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. That's the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. For thine be the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Father, I believe for your name to be glorified this day. That has to be the motivation that enables you to withstand. Second, go back to John 13 verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that the hour, that his hour had come, that he should depart from the world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And that's, that's a little bit not fully showing us what it means. Jesus wanted to show them the extent of his love, the extent by which he lived in his Father's love. And I think that this is the second thing. Number one, to thine be the kingdom and the glory forever. Number two, we have to live to show the glory, the love of the Father, our love for him and his love in us. And here, what did Jesus do? He began to wash his disciples' feet. And when he came to Peter, Peter said, No, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus said, Peter, if you do not allow me to wash your feet, you have no part with me. If you do not allow me to serve you, we're not connecting in this love that I want to show you. And friends, you cannot show the love of God without laying down your life to serve sweetly and willingly. If you really want to be able to withstand in an evil day, you've got to live to show God's love to those around you. You've got to live that way. Why? Because there's going to come times when it's not always so easy to do that, but because you live it every day, it is your life. So no matter if the people don't deserve it or have bad attitudes or are cruel or mean and the devil's tormenting them, you live to demonstrate the Father's love. Now, last but not least, Mark chapter 14, verse 32. Mark 14, to be able to stand in an evil day, number one is to the glory of God. Number two, show the love of the Father in you sweetly, sweetly and willingly serving every day. Mark chapter 14, verse 32. 
And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him and began to be troubled and deeply distressed. And he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, All things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Friends, when we're in an evil day and have to withstand, there should never be something in our behavior that invites that evil day. But sometimes it's just part of it like Jesus. You just are in a really difficult, challenging time. And then the Lord wants you to realize, number one, Father, be glorified. Number one. Number two, Father, I want to show forth your love in this situation. Number three, you say, Father, without you, I can do nothing. Without you, I can do nothing. And you pray, and you pray. And I believe that God will give you whatever you need, no matter what you're going through, because he will not fail to be there for you like he was for Jesus. Amen. Have a good day.